that I and the word that I speak. And so, keep that in perspective. I'm going to also put you in the background here before you start reading. The prophet Moses, Daniel, and Zechariah must not be ignored. They must not be ignored. They put us in perspective. We don't have to speculate. We have to say, God, it came to pass. We must be like Peter near Pentecost. This that you're looking at is that. It was spoken of by the prophets. Not by the philosopher. Not by science books. But by the prophets. Pastor Neil is only going to preach the prophets. And the law. And the philosophers, I don't care what they think, it will all come back to its tributary. Amen. All things come back to the source. And God is the only source. Now Zechariah 14 is telling you exactly where Jesus can be found if he return. The second time. So you don't need to go to India, Pakistan, Africa, or any North Korea to find Jesus, Messiah. If you go there, I think you bought fool's gold. Fools rush in where wise men never go. Don't go after them, God said. But he tells you exactly where he's going to put his feet. This is the only general I know that will tell his enemy what he planned to do with his battle plan. He told the disciples, I'm going to come back. And he told them how long it's going to be. He says, after two days. Now, I don't know how long two days is, but God will tell me. Two days actually is 2,000 years. 2,000 years. And he told Israel in the third day, you will live in my sight. Now I believe God's word. The prophet Hosea said Israel would abide many days without a prophet. I mean with a king or a priest or a sacrifice. That is true today. Israel does not have a king. They told uh, Jesus and, and his people we have no king they have no sacrifice in fact the animal rights won't let them do it they'll stone them and so they have no sacrifice where are they today longing hoping for Messiah hoping for their worship to come back and their prominence well it will return chapter 14 of the book of Zacharias verse 1 Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and the spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. I'm talking to Israel. I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished or raped, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the days of battle and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives which is before Jerusalem on the east and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west and there shall be a great valley and half of the mountain shall remove towards the north and half towards the south church all these can be verified or disproved these are specific information. If they don't happen, then it's a lie. But if they happen, it's true. And none of these have yet happened. So the Jews are still out. And he, Israel, shall flee to the valley of the mountains. For the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, he shall flee like unto, oh, my God, as when you fled before the great earthquake 
in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and the Lord my God shall come. Listen now. The Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Hello. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark, but shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass, that the evening time it shall be light. And it shall come it shall be in that day that living water shall go out of Jerusalem, half of them towards the former sea, and half of them towards the hinder sea, in the summer and in the winter shall it be. Verse nine and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord and his name one. And if you read on, verse 11 says, And men, men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited verse 14 and Judah shall fight at Jerusalem and the wealth of all the heathens round about shall be gathered together gold, silver and apparels in great abundance and then you read all the rest of it about the plagues verse 16 talk about the return to universal worship it says and it shall come to pass that everyone that is left or survived of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king the lord of hosts to keep the feast of tabernacle and shall, shall be that whosoever shall not come what shall happen to them no rain and they describe the plagues it's going to happen to those countries. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about the coming day when there'll be no more doctrine of the Trinity. It has its origin and has its death. It's going to happen not because we preach it out the earth. It's going to be purged of the earth when verse 16, chapter 14, is fulfilled. When universal worship returns back to its rightful God and the start of the rightful place, everything in the future must start at Jerusalem and reach out in the uttermost part of the earth. The Bible lets know in Genesis God created man in his, not theirs, his. In the English language, it referred to one person. His own image. If you put anything else there, you're tampering with scripture. It says God did. Didn't say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. It just says God. Chapter 1, Genesis, and verse 26. God made man in his own image. Right? Creating male and female. Created he them. In his image. Wait, you know, I'm amazed looking at families and look how the kids look like their parents. And they still ignore that and don't realize it didn't start with them, but start with God. Man is supposed to reflect God in image in every way possible that we have today. Knowledge, understanding, and, and such like. We were made a little lower than the angels. Now, if Adam and Eve commune with God in the cool of the day at least they should know each other's name 
nowhere did Adam ever believe that God was a trinity if you can please show it to me Adam heard his voice Adam spoke to one person a tribunal was not called about what to do with Adam one God spoke to Adam one God made coat for him and one God put him out of the garden and placed cherubs at the gate and said you are not come back in now which of you are going to tell me that Adam did not know God's name you think God said to Adam hey you and Adam said back to him hi you the mere fact God gave Adam the name Adam then God must have a name too because Adam is the first born or created son of God See, I don't believe that well it's in the Bible go to the book of Luke chapter 3 it says Adam the son of God Adam was a son of God created and supposed to call God Father. Hello. And then we read way down the road, several hundred years later, Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, Look, the last Adam and the first Adam. One was a created Adam, one was a born Adam. And they're both sons of God. One is created the Son of God, and one is begotten the Son of God. And then Paul put in perspective and said, Look, the one that was created really was created in the image of the last Adam. But a whole lot more better looking. Because the last Adam was not very attractive. Now, and they're both sons of God. Adam did not hear it. A tribunal voice talking to him. Three voice is speaking to him. One voice. One God brought to Adam Eve and say, This is your wife. And when God gave that to Adam, he says, From now on, leave mother and father and so on, even though there are no mothers and fathers. He was prophesying about the future and left them there and said now uh, be fruitful and multiply now you know very well they did not multiply in the garden of Eden they multiply outside of the garden of Eden so none of us were born in paradise we were born outside of paradise now the question is what name did they have back there my question is what name was there? I got another book that I call The Revelation of His Name. I've never seen it before. You need to go get it. It's a good book that, that we have to talk about the name of uh, Praise God. It talk about the, the various names that God gave to a man called uh, Jesus. Jesus has many names. In the Old Testament, what was his name? You can't find the name of Jesus back there. I, I look in the Bible, I can't find the name of Jesus back there. Look back there, you can't find it. It's not there. Come on, folks, search your Bible. Please do me that favor. It's not there. The name Jesus is not there. So what is in the Bible? God Almighty. It says right here in the Scripture... In Exodus chapter 6, go there please. And verse 1 to 4. We're going to see a conversation here between God and Moses. Now, I don't believe any living person today have more understanding of who God is than the ones that wrote the scripture. 
you can read it and have your understanding or your interpretation or your speculation but that does not make it right you've got to have a way a process of arriving at what was right in okay Exodus chapter 6 Bible says here Lord said to Moses now you're going to see what I'll do with Pharaoh verse 2 please and God spoke unto Moses and said I am the Lord now Zechariah tells us when Jesus come in verse 9 chapter 14 the Lord L-O-R-D who's coming shall be king over the earth verse 3 look at this in Exodus 6 it tells us here verse 3 please I appeared unto Abraham Isaac Jacob by the name of God Almighty now keep it in mind Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6 to 8 says Jesus Christ says which was as to come the Almighty don't forget that now you can't have two almighties hello you can't call one three and three one oh why well, you got your math all mixed up unless you got new math <laughs> for another generation to come hello I appeared to Abraham Isaac by the name and Jacob by the name God Almighty but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them that does not mean he did not have that name in other words I couldn't go to Abraham and say Abraham have you met Jesus he said who, who? never heard that name before here is Moses getting a name of God that Abraham was before him didn't know was I not known alright verse 4 and I also will establish my covenant with them to give a land of covenant the land of pilgrimage where they are strangers now so God says he doesn't know my name does this new name mean he's a new God hello does that mean he's a new God because he's got a new name our God can call himself anything he chooses to. Now that's not what he told him at the burning bush. At the burning bush in chapter 3 of Exodus, he said, I am that I am. He didn't say I'm almighty. He said, I am that I am. The God of Abraham the God of hello and he goes on and now he's going to change his name on him and said now guess what don't call me I am call me by the name Jehovah they don't know me by that name when Israel asks you what's my name don't tell them that I am sent you just say look Jehovah sent me and so in Egypt that's the name they know it's not a new God now why didn't God say my name is Trinity I mean that's pretty easy to say in Genesis chapter 1 why didn't God say my name is Trinity it's just saying God he just says I'm God the Father and I'm making God the Son and God the Holy Ghost couldn't God have said make it easy for us that's not what he said in the beginning God this ain't the beginning Trinity hello says God now we need to know who the true God is who is that true God Jeremiah 10 verse 10 go there please I want to show you something here folks this world need correction they bought into a lie and there are over six, seven billion people in the world, 
and this world all believe in the Trinity. God said the nations of the earth has gone mad. They have drunk of the wine of Babylon. Now you think God forevermore going to allow this to happen? No. He must bring the world back to the revelation of who he is. For he said, I will not share my glory with another. Now one person can't say that if you got two more beside him. But Jeremiah 10 said, listen now. For, folks, look at this. The Lord is the true God. I'm trying to redeem time for you here. The Lord is the true God. Who? The Lord is the true God. He is the living God. That means an idol. An everlasting king. Notice now, it is king. Zacharias says the one coming. His name shall be called one Lord. And his name one and shall be the king of the earth the one who's coming who's coming our God not, not a God our God one Lord hello it says that he is the true God now if you read all the rest of the verses it'll tell you he is the creator of the heaven and the earth the God will make the heavens and the earth. Now, I says he was in the world. And the world was made by him, not them. That knowledge has got to come back to men. And not scientific creation or evolutionary teaching. No. We're going to go back to creation. With a creator who by himself at his own discretion spread out the heavens, weigh the ocean in the, all of his hands, and said, He is the true God. By his wisdom, he established the world. Now, the world does not know it. I'm telling you, all Protestant churches in the world are pagans. They are the daughter of Babylon, which is Catholicism. Which goes back to Nimronism. Which goes back to Satanism. Now, I'm not being destructive. I'm not being meanful or harmful. I'm telling the truth. What they believe is not written. But let the devil stretch the truth in Genesis about what God said. The devil also can try and stretch what God said. And give a different interpretation of what God said. God said, Thou shalt surely die. The devil said, No, that's wrong. Thou shalt not surely die. But here's the truth you will be like God. He changed the wording and the meaning and created other gods. And since the pen of writers have been in the book, it has not ceased to be changed. Now, by says God says I'm the Lord I changeth not that means he can't be a trinity back then and now change today if he was a trinity back then he must be a trinity today and forever the same and the Bible doesn't say that because it says he made the earth by himself but then it says in John 1 St. John he was in the world and the world was made by him so I'm trying to tell you the second coming is to change the false doctrine of the world and give back this earth to the rightful king. And bring back worship. In Genesis chapter 1 there's only one form of worship. In chapter 2 one kind of worship. Chapter 3 somebody and do something different. Hello? But in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, it was one God talking to one man and one woman. And they worship one God. 
Hello? And that one God clothed them all. But chapter 3 came in the picture and create gods. Demigods. Human gods. And since that time, they have not stopped replicating gods of their imagination. But the Bible says, John, 1 John 5, 20, go there, 21, you can't have two true God. One going to be false. And we know the Son of God has come to give us an understanding. And that we may understand Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true. This is the true God and eternal life. Even in a son, this is John writing, Christ Jesus. This is the true God and eternal life. You can't have two almighties. You can't have, huh? Hallelujah. Three and call that one, except it be tribunal. You got one third, one third, one third. Hello? And we know who the true God is. So Jesus Christ come to give us an understanding that we might know him that is true. Now, the Bible says, no, here's some scriptures. You need to write them down. I want you, I want you to get this, folks. Because we that believe in one God does not have to apologize to anybody who will bring anything different. We just need to restate what the Bible said. Now, in Deuteronomy 6 and verse 4, it plainly said, there is only one Lord. Zechariah 14.9 said, there is only one Lord, and his name one. Ephesians 4 and verse 5 and 6 said to us there's only one Lord. Hello? One God who is above all and in us all. 1 Corinthians 8 and verse 4 and 6 confirm to the heathen there are many gods but to us thus the believers who know the true God there is but one God. Hello? Psalms 83 and verse 18 declares that the name Jehovah is above every name back there. Look at that name. That men may know that thou whose name alone is Jehovah are the most high over all the earth. And then chapter 86 and verse 10 tells you very plainly, For thou art great and doest wondrous thing, thou art God alone. My God, how can I have my wife beside me and tell someone on the phone, I'm alone? That's a lie. How can I sit in a board meeting and tell a call that came in, sorry, can talk to me, I'm alone. When I've got two more beside me. Let God be true and every man out. God said, I don't know any other God. Now, let's see if God is making a mistake here or we are making a mistake. Is there a God beside the one true God? Let's find out. Isaiah 43 and verse 11. Beside me there is no Savior. I am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. Then who is Jesus Christ? Because Luke 2 11 said, For unto you is born a Savior, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. And then one guy said to the only wise God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. The only wise God, our Savior. One says, I'm the only one. Isaiah 44, verse 6 and 8, said, Beside me there is no God. 
Man, God said, I'm the first and I'm the last. And beside me there is no God. Then who is Jesus Christ? Oh, so the philosopher says, co-equal, co-eternal, co. Try to get co-op. There's no co-op in God. For in Him, not them, not us, in Him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Hello? So, there's none else. Isaiah 45, verse 5 and 6. There's none else. I'm the first, I'm the last. But isn't that what Jesus Christ said? All through Revelation, He says, I'm the, the, the first and the last. Hello? The Bible opened with God and ended with Jesus in the, in the Bible. You know what? Back to His source. Going back to His original source. All right? Isaiah 45, 21. What it says there? Look at that. Tell me, bring them near, bring them together. From ancient times, I've told you these things. Is there a God beside me? <laughs> a Savior beside me? He said, no. So what's the church's teaching today? I told this morning, they're a mockingbird. They're mocking us. They have church like we do. They sing like we sing. Read the Bible like we read. But don't go after it, God says. Because they don't have this in their heart. I am the Lord and there is none God else beside me. I just God and a Savior and there is none beside me. Next verse says, verse 21, 22 says what? Look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth for I am God and there is none else. Now where is the trinity in that? Oh, oh, it's going to be understood. Not true, it's a lie. He said, let not the rich man glory in his riches, nor the wise man in his wisdom, but in that's one thing that he knoweth me and understandeth me. What is this? And we know the Son of God had come to give us an understanding that we might know Him that is true. We know the true God and eternal life. And the Bible says God plainly showed the Godhead. But when they knew Jesus as God, they glorify Him not as God, but reduce Him only to a circle man, a Mary's son, a carpenter. But I believe like Thomas, he was my Lord and still is my God. But he's also my brother because he came among us in the nature of Abraham to become one of us. Hello. Bethlehem scenery was not creating another God. Was not presenting another God. Some folks say, well, did God die for you? And a lot of our preachers try to change that and try to appease the, the skeptics. I said, yes, my God died for me. He was the one that judged my forefather and condemned to death and turned on to dying for him. I prove it to you. Compare John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That who shall believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Right? God laid down his life for us. I don't know that. The same writer of that scripture wrote the interpretation of that scripture. 1 John 3.16. What does it say? Hereby perceive we the love of God. Not a God, God. Most Bibles today, because they can't handle that, they change it and put Jesus. It may sound acceptable to you, but to me they change a lot of stuff there. Now I know it's Jesus, but they change something very important. It says God. Hello? That was a doctrinal change to, to mess us up. Because they have it.
God can't die. Well, God create death. God create life. Whatever he creates, he can become. He made angels and called himself the angel of the Lord. You can handle that, but why can't you handle him being a man also? After all, we're not the first man. He, he, he is the first man. Because he made us in his image. That means the image first existed before we came. Hello? That image came out of him. Hello? Now, alone is God. And then who helped God build the heavens? He was in the world, and the world was made by him. People could tell you, well, you know, God the Father had the idea. And God the Son did the work. And God the Spirit energized him and supported it. What on earth is it? Is it the carpenter union at work? Such foolish thought that man can stoop to. Here's what the Bible says. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus said the Lord, thy Redeemer. God is a Redeemer. The only God can be my Redeemer if he was on the cross. And he that informed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things. That stretch forth the heavens alone. Alone, folks. He didn't have two more guys out of the end of the world trying to help him out. Alone. That spread abroad the earth by myself. <laughs> now, if he had help, then he's lying. Is that right? If God the Son helped him, and God the Holy Ghost, then he's robbing them credit. And he can't write in the scripture give credit to where it's due, because he's dividing his own word. He said, by my own self, verse 25, go there please. That frustrate the tokens of liars that make diviners men, like Simon the sorcerer, that turn wise men backward and make their knowledge what? Foolishness. Know what I said to you? God is coming back to straighten out Trinitarians. Trinitarians are of the devil. Their teachings are. Now, I'm not saying that to be derogatory or be politically correct. I'm saying like it is. That was Satan's idea. In 325 A.D., after the church was established, your Bible was written by prophets, priests, and kings, and they did not miss a mark. All his works are done in truth. And he watches over his word. And he's jealous for his name. And God will not let, not even Moses get in the promised land. Who violate his word. How on earth will let you get in? Who break the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods. Anything you teach that's contrary to the Bible is idolatry. Now, I don't care what you call it by the modern name. It's still adultery. Because the only valid book today is the Bible. And the only revelation you'll ever have of God is the Bible. Because that is the word of God. And that's the only knowledge you'll have of God. God testimony of himself. Amen. Isaiah 44 and verse 6. God agreed with us. We said... Jesus Christ said I'm the first and I'm the last I'm the Alpha and the Omega that confer with Isaiah 44 6 the Old Testament didn't give us a new plan it just confirmed what was there hello everything in the old was written for our learning our understanding church you've got to understand that when he come back to fulfill Isaiah 14 He's coming to straighten the world out. They call him a deceiver. They call him everything but God. Hey, this is blasphemy. 
You're just a man. You can't forgive sins. You see, you got it all wrong. You know who you're talking to. I'm the one who defines sin. I'm the one who decides who sin. And I'm the one who can let people off. It's my law. The law and the prophet and the Psalms, Jesus says, it's about me. Search the scripture. It testify about me. He said, if you believe Moses writing, you're going to believe me because he wrote off me. If you believe Abraham, you'd believe me because Abraham saw me and rejoiced. He did. So the second coming is to correct the Trinitarian dogma and to bring Israel back to the revelation of a true universal worship. Because Trinity really means Baal. Paul says Christ and Baal has no confederation. They have no agreement between the two. I told this morning, all religions are mocking birds of the true thing. They mimic and imitate. They have pulpits. They got pews. They even use his name. He said, the false prophet will come in my name. Tell you I'm Christ. But listen further. They don't believe what they're telling you. And he said, if they bring not this truth, receive them not into your house. Neither bid them God's feet. God called Trinity doctrine evil deeds. Because they deny the fact that the Father is Jesus. And that Jesus is the Father. And that Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Hello? Go to Isaiah 9 6. I'm not making this up. Isaiah 9 6. For as a child is born, a son is given. Look at it now. I'm not making this up now. And the government of the world system shall be upon this child's shoulder. And this child's name shall be called. <coughs> Wonderful. Now folks, is that really a name? Proper name? Counselor. The mighty God. <laughs> the everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. But which of those names are we? Which of those names are really true? Which of those names should I use? I want to tell you, friend, if I go pray for the sick right now, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, nothing going to happen. If you're going to say, I'm going to pray, I pray the name of God, nothing going to happen. Oh, I pray the name of the Father, nothing going to happen. Well, I pray the name of the Prince of Peace, never says, so what? But there's a name given. That's above all the tetragrammaton name of God. At the name of Jesus. There's no other name given above that name. Greater than that name. In heaven. On earth. Or beneath the earth. Every knee shall bow. That means Michael. Gabriel. Satan. You and me and anything between. The second coming is to correct the trend to dogma that came from the mother of harlots. Chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. And Israel bought into it. Israel called Jehovah Baali. He said, that's not me. Let me ask you a question. What was the man Elijah trying to accomplish when he stood at Mount Carmel and said, you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of my God. Very simple. It's obvious the two names are different. It's obvious they're going to be different personalities showing up. And power demonstrated One represents sorcery and one represents the glory of God. 
But if you ever notice, the devil never confront Jesus Christ himself personally. Never will. He always sent his instruments, his bunch of gangsters, but he himself never go. You know what they call Jesus Christ on earth? The devils? We know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. In other words, we know who you And he said, be quiet. In the Bible, the devils always ask permission before they move. I believe right now, if God didn't put a restrainer on Satan right now, he'd cause havoc in the world. But he just can't. There was trained holding him for the great tribulation to take place. Hello? And and so, Master, look, the Holy One. Now, who is the Holy One? You know, folks, on one God. There are over several hundred times the title Holy One of God was used. Now, call any name of God that the Jews call Jehovah Jireh, Shalom. Huh? Jehovah, what else? Sid Hello? And Jehovah, what do you want to call them? All the, all the isolated names. And the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other name. So are you going to tell me that Jesus Christ now came and at the Mount of Transfiguration told the guy, boys, go baptize in my new name. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You know what he said? No. He said, go baptize. What? In the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But what is the name? He didn't tell him. In that writing. But if you go, amen, to Luke 24, and verse 44, Look at the the unfolding revelation that made Trinity look like a fake, and it is a fake. If all you ever read is about 20 and 19, you're going to walk around with the wrong idea. You must take the whole counsel of God. These writers were at the same place when he spoke, but wrote different things of the same man. And Jesus said to them, These are the words which I spake with you while I was yet with you, that all things would be fulfilled, which were written in the law of the prophet of Moses, and the prophets in the Psalms, concerning Trinity. Concerning Trinity. No! The word is not in the Bible. It's only in the heart of deceived people. And concerning me, Read on. Verse 45. Then open ye their understanding that they might understand the scripture. Trinitarians don't understand the scripture. They struggle with it and wrestle with it to their own destruction. What God settled, they unsettled. What foundation God laid, they're trying to lay another one. That's what makes this church distinct. That's why we believe it's coming a second time to straighten things out. Finally. Then open ye their understanding that they may understand the scripture. Well, Lord, what do you want me to understand? Verse 46. Go there with me. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it suffered. It behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. He said it is written. Hello? Now, they don't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to read from. They're writing those scriptures. Next verse, 47. Here's the key right here. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in the name of the Trinity. The name Trinity is a lie. 
concocted by the devil's children. But it doesn't come from your Bible. It's not there. Unless what you have for the Bible is a perversion, not the right version. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. What is his name? Among all nations. Where do you start? Rome? Hello? Now, folks, go to Mark 16. 16. These same people will tell you baptism in water is optional. Not necessary for salvation. These are the same guys Jude wrote about and tell you they say, where's the promise of his coming? Da, 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 da. They want to explain it away. These guys are explaining it away because they're just mocking birds. They have a form of godliness. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Who's saying? The one with all power. If you've got all power, there's no power left for anybody else. And if you're almighty, then there's nobody else with power like you. Hello? We're in the Bible that God would call Jesus Christ the second person. My God, that's so insulting and rude. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's unbecoming. When the Bible plainly says Jesus Christ is the first, these Trinitarians call him the second person. Well, yes, in their religion it is. But in my father's house, He's the head of all principalities and power. You folks didn't hear that? He's the head of all principalities and power. Hallelujah. And his name everybody bow. He that believeth what? And is baptized shall be saved. So we believe in believers' baptism, right? Not sprinkling. Baptism is immersion. It's not an option. It saves us. He that believeth that Jesus Christ is God will be baptized in his name and he shall be saved. And if you believe not, you will not be baptized in his name and you're going to be damned. You know what I mean? Go to hell. Every trinity that died, go to hell. Every one of them that died. I don't care if it's the Pope or the Cardinals or the most suffering bishop they all go to hell you know when they go there at death God says I never knew you I didn't even call you you don't even have my name I'm not being mean spirited or being divested like it is that's exactly you're going to find out you're going to cross through muddy Jordan someday honey and if you don't have his name, he says, except you believe I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Johnny 24. I'm going to ask him, I'm telling you. Well, baptism don't save us, so we can just die and go, and go to heaven. Nonsense. Peter says, the like figure wherein the baptism doth, and also what? Save us. So what's the name? What's in the name? Now, Matthew 28, 19, folks. Go there again. What is that name? Isaiah 9 6 says the name of the Father. But you don't have to go that far. Everybody failed to read verse 20. Even our own people failed to read it. Why do we do this? The, the sentence didn't stop at verse 19. Read verse 20. Teaching all those that hear preaching. To be observant of all that I command you. Let me tell you what God commanded. Acts 10. Peter went to preach. Right? And he, he commanded Cornelius. Not give him a choice. He commanded him to be baptized. And he was baptized in the name of the, well, who's the Lord? That you may know that Jesus Christ is both Lord and Christ. Lord means Jehovah God and Christ means Messiah. 
Please, the word Trinity is not here. These mad people go to chapter 1 and verse 20. He says, look, look, man, you can't see God the Father talking to God the Son and God the Holy Ghost. Not there. Please go there and tell me, how do you put that together? Oh, well, it said, let us make man. How do you know that us mean another God? You search your Bible. In the book of Job 38, it says angels were present. Then God said to the, the angel beside him, Shall we go shall we hide shall we hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? In Isaiah 6, then we see angels standing by the throne, and God said, Who'll go for us? And deceive Ahab. Contextually, us refer to others with the image that he's taught in creating. And that image is angels. You know I know that? At the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it says two men. Two young men were at the tomb. And one outside. What do they call them? Men. So whose image do they have? The Lord. You know I know that? Hebrews says that. He made his angels spirit. And they were told that man was made a little lower than the angels. But with a lot in common. Because Daniel says, the man Gabriel came by. And by the way, the cherubs have the face of an ox. One an eagle. Hello? One the face of a man long before God made Adam. Please don't call that Jesus, please. <laughs> now, church, the Holy One, write this down. Isaiah 5, 19. God says, I'm the Holy One. You can't make him holy three, sorry. Isaiah 10, 20. I'm the Holy One. Say it right there. The Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 49, 7. Again, it says, I'm the Holy One. Thus of the Lord Redeemer and His Holy One, Israel's Holy One. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, He shall choose thee. The Holy, what? One. Jeremiah 50, 29. Again, the Holy One. Verse 42, the Holy One. Now, they want to call us a cult. Am I supposed to respond to that? They call Jesus Beelzebub. Does that make him that? They call him a wine bibber. When the devil can't deal with us, they, they give us bad names. They call Paul a ringleader sect. Huh? Is that right? Everywhere spoken against. The whole world is the Trinity, and they're all lies. That's why it says the whole world lies in darkness. They don't know him and they won't know us. Ezekiel 39, 7. The Holy One. Hosea chapter 11, verse 9. The Holy One. Hello. Praise God. Habakkuk 3 and verse 3. Go there please. I did say Ezekiel, not Ezra. Habakkuk 3 says the Holy One. Ezekiel 39, 7 talks about the Holy One. Are you with me? The Holy One. Acts 3, 14. They call Jesus that Holy One. Acts 22, 14. That Holy One. 1 John 2, 20. That Holy One. Let me wrap this up here. So, I'm taking this here. To us there's one God, but this knowledge is not in every man. There is Christianity and then there's churchianity. Paul said to us, there is but what? One God. And those same guy will try to tell you that Peter was the rock that God built the church are no 
It says Christ was that rock. The 10th chapter and verse 3 and 4 of the book of 1 Corinthians. I want to close on this because I'm not through, but I want to close on this. In every place, the apostles, and I don't mean the Roman Catholics or the Protestant or daughters' teachings. Constantine saw a lie. His dream was a lie. The devil gave him that dream and told him, if you want to destroy the church, you will not do it with your sword, but assume their religion. Take it on. And 311, his mom says he got converted. The next thing you know, he claimed conversion to solve his problem. Because wayward pagan bishops and apologetics who have a little private meeting no apostles were there yet what they concluded they called the apostles creed what they later come up with they called the Athanasius creed and said so that's the article of faith Athanasius haven't even read that creed even though he was a pagan himself a heretic a Gnostic hello Tertullian a pagan and all these men did you know it took almost 10 years before the Trinity Nassian Creed could be accepted they fought back and forth with knives and swords and compelled people to believe it do you know they tore up any Bible that didn't go along with it today it's a lot easier now I could preach this without being hanged for it. When days gone by, they burned me in a stake as a heretic. Martin Luther was a murderer, killed many Baptists for being baptized in Jesus' name. I'm not telling you lies. Heretics, soothsayers, false prophet. And the sad part is, Israel was in no position to help in the cause. Because they became enemy of the gospel. Let's stand. The everlasting gospel the angel is going to preach in Revelation is not Acts 2.38. Listen to me now. It's not the death of Jesus. The everlasting gospel God preached to Abraham was God is one. When baptism ceased and tongue talking ceased and everything in the church ceased, God will still be one. Everything in the church we're going to change. Deacons and bishops and titles will pass away. But one thing will never pass. One God. And he says, I write my new name on you. You know what that new name is? Jesus Christ. That new name that he brought to us. Now, folks, every place without exception, Christians after they hear preaching and they believe the message they baptize in Jesus name oh the Philippian jailer Apostle Paul he didn't say that to him come on friend read Paul's writing Paul was not even the author of the Christian faith it was in before he got in he just continued what we have been preaching a long time Peter confirmed what he's preaching is the apostolic message and said now you go to the Gentiles and tell them what you found and you know what he found he says who art thou Lord or Adonai and Adonai said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest praise God it's wrong for a oneness person to marry a Trinitarian it's wrong to go to their altar it's wrong to worship with them. Come out. Be separate. Touch not. The Bible touch not. And I'll be your God Almighty, said the Lord. Now, no, no Trinitarian. I don't care what his titles are. Pope, Cardinal, Bishop, Archbishop, 
can't show me one place in this Bible where anybody were ever baptized in fast on the Holy Ghost. And the first question I ask them now, are you going to tell me the apostles missed it? If they missed it, then your Bible is no good. Because they wrote Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the rest of the writings. And you tell me one verse in the Bible, you pick on us, make a bed right there, and ignore all the other evidences. Without exception, every person in the Bible were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That means the apostles understood that the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. So in chapter 14 of the book of Zechariah, Jesus is coming back, hello, to correct the world's problem and correct Israel. And I can show you, and I can show you later on, if you read it very carefully, that they're going to be baptized in Jesus' name in the end time. You know why? It started with Israel. Baptism in Jesus' name did not start with a Gentile. Didn't start with Paul. It started in, in the upper room service. And they were all Israelites. 3,000 were Israelites baptized in the name of Jesus. 5,000 came in baptized in the name of Jesus. Then who are you going to tell God that you got a different baptism? One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God is above all, through us all, and in us all. I'm trying to tell you, the second coming is a necessity to put God back on the throne. Now, folks, I said, well, one guy said to my wife and I, if you're so right, why is your church so small? The Bible says, few find it. They didn't know a few mean eight out of billions of people. Mm-hmm. Hello? Few out of Sodom make it. <coughs> Would you bow your heads right now? I want to ask your church. Do you know why Christ is coming? To show that he alone is the only potentate dwelling in light that no man can what? Approach. Potentate mean all power. I mean Pope. Mean all power. He only hath immortality dwelling in lights. Do not sympathize with that crazy devilish doctrine. Now they said, you folks don't believe in the Father. That's a lie. We claim Jesus the Father. Well, you don't believe the Son. That's a lie. We said God, who's a spirit, took on human flesh and called that his Son. You said, we don't believe in the Holy Ghost. It's a lie. We believe the Holy Ghost. We said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He said, I'm with you and I shall be in you. Well, I don't know Jesus Christ. We come by one spirit. Oh, we all baptize into one body. One baptism. If you're going to be saved, you have to come the apostolic way and continue the apostles' doctrine. And if you don't, then you have a problem in chapter 1 of Second Thessalonians. And verse 1 to 8. Take vengeance of those who know not God or obey the gospel. And by the way, there's only one gospel, one faith, one baptism. Are you in?